0: Rothy's.com. Add comfort to your gift list. Meet our styles. From men's and women's shades to a wide variety of bags, discover sustainable styles made for all. Better for the planet. Rothy's believes there is a way to do things, one that puts the planet and the people first. From better materials to manufacturing and finally to recycling, Rothy's is committed to closing the gap at every step. Give twenty dollars, get twenty dollars. Tell a friend about Rothies, and you'll both get twenty dollars off your next purchase. Go, so go ahead, tell a friend. The gift of choice take the guesswork out of giving. With a pick that never goes out of style. Stay in the know. Try Rothies today for better comfort shoes. Better comfort shoes that are, that are better for the planet. Good morning, here's Chapter 28 of Laura Ingalls Wilder's along Winter, titled Four Days Blizzard. All day, while Laura turned the coffee mill or twisted the hay, she remembered that Cup Garland and the younger Wilder brother were across the trackless snowfields, going in search of what of wheat to bring to town. That afternoon, she and Mary went out in the backyard for a brief breath of air, and Laura looked fearfully to the northwest to see the low-lying rim of the darkness that was a sheer sign of a coming blizzard. There was no cloud, but still she distrusted the bright sunshine. It was too bright, and the snow-covered prairie glittering as far as the eye could see seemed seemed menacing. She shivered. Let's go in, Laura, Mary said. The sunshine is too cold. Do you see the cloud? There is no cloud, Laura showed her, but I don't like the weather. The air feels savage somehow. The air is only air, Mary replied. You mean it is cold? I don't either mean it's cold. I mean it's savage, Laura snapped. They went back into the kitchen through the lean-to entryway. Ma looked up from Ma's socks that she was darning. She didn't, you didn't stay out long, girl. She said, you shouldn't get that fresh air you can. before the next storm. Pa came into the entry. Ma put away your work. Ma put away her work and took from the oven the loaf of sourdough brown bread while Laura patted, poured the thin codfish gravy into a bowl. Gravy again? Good, Pa said. Sitting down to eat, they, the cold and the hard work of the hauling hay had made him hungry. His eyes glittered at the sight of the food. Nobody said he could beat Ma at making good bread, and nothing was better on bread than cough gravy. He made the coarse bread and the grill of ground wheat flour with a bit of salt fish in it. It seemed almost a treat. The boys have a fine day for their trip, he said. I saw where one of the horses were. Went down a big slew, but they got him out with no trouble. Do you think they all do you think they will get back alright, Pa? Carey asked timidly. Said Pa. No reason. Why? Not if this is not if this clear weather holds. He went out to do the chores. The sun had set and the light was growing dim when he came back. He came through the front room so they knew that he had gone across the street to get the news. They knew when they saw him that it was <coughs> It was not good news. (coughs) We're in it for again, he said, as he hung a (coughs) coat cap on the nail behind the door. There's a cloud coming fast. They didn't get back, Ma asked him. No, Paul said. Ma sat on the rock and they all sat silent while the dust deepened. Grace was asleep in Mary's lap. The others drew their chairs closer to the stove, but they were still silent, just waiting when the jar of the house came, and the roar of the howl of the wind. Paul rose a deep breath. Well, here it is again, then suddenly he shook his clenched fist at the northwest. Howl, blast you! Howl! He shouted. We are we all safe. You can't get us. You've tried out, wouldn't it? But we'll beat you yet. We'll be right here when spring comes. Charles! Charles! Ma says, It is only a blizzard. We're used to them. Paul dropped back in his chair. After a minute, he said, that was foolish, Karen. It seemed for a minute like that wind was something alive, trying to get us, get at us. It does so. It does seem so sometimes. Ma went on soothing him. I wouldn't mind so much if it could only play the. Fi- I wouldn't mind so much if I could only play the Philip Palm Metal, looking down at his it, cracked and stiff, <coughs> stiffened hands that could be seen in the glow of the fire from the cracks of the stove. In all the hard times before, Paul had made music for them all. <coughs> no one could make music for him. Laura tried to cheer herself by remembering what Paul had said. They were all safe, but she wanted to do something for Paul. Then suddenly she remembered, we "We're all here." It was the chorus of the song of the freedmen. "We can sing," she exclaimed, and she began to hum the tune. Paul looked up quickly. "You've got it, Laura," but you are a little high. Try it and be flat," he said. Laura started the tune again. First Paul, then the others joined in, and they sang. When Paul, when Paul and Silas were bound in jail, do thyself no harm. One thing did, one did sing, and the other did pray. Do thyself no harm. We're all here, we're all here. Do thyself a no harm. We're all here, we're all here. Do thyself ain't no harm. If religion was a thing that money could buy, do thyself ain't no harm. The rich would live, and the poor would die. Do thyself ain't no harm. Laura was standing up now, and so was Carrie, and Grace was awake and singing with all her might. We're all here. We're all here. Do thyself ain't no harm. We're all here. We're all here. Do thyself ain't no harm. That was fine, Paul said. Then he sounded a low note and began. The old Jim Riber, I float down, I ran my boat upon thy, day ground. The drift log come out with a rushing din, and still both ends of my old boat in. All together on the chorus, and they all sang, I will never do to give it up so. I will never do to give it up. I will never do to give it up so, Mr. Proud. It will never do to give it up so. When they stopped singing, the storm seemed louder than ever. It was truly like a great beast worrying the house, shaking it, growling and stabbing, and whining and roaring at the trembling walls that stood against it. After, After a moment, Paul sang again. And the stately majors were saluted to the thankfulness they were feeling. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness. And then Maul began, When I can read my title clear to Mansions in the Skies, I bid, I'll bid farewell to ever every fear and wipe my weeping eyes. The storm raged outside, screaming and hammering at the walls and window, but they were safely sheltered and huddled in the warmth of the hay fire. They went on singing in the past bedtime when the warmth died from the stove, and because they could not waste hay, they crept from the dark-cold kitchen through the colder dark upstairs and to the bed Under the quilts. Laura and Mary saw said their prayers, and Mary whispered, Laura, what, Laura, what, Laura, whispered, did you pray for them? Yes, Laura answered, do you think we ought to? It, it, isn't like anything, it isn't like asking for anything for ourselves, he replied. I didn't say anything about the wheat. Alice said, please, to say the lies of his God's will. I think it ought to be, Laura said. They were doing their best, and Paul lived three days in that Christmas blizzard when we lived on Plum Creek. All the days of that wheat, nothing more was said about Cap Garland and the younger Wilder brother if they had found shelter they might live through the storm. If not, <coughs> nothing could be done for them. It would do no good to talk. In the constant beating of the winds against the house, the roaring, shrieking, howling of the storm, made it hard even to think. It was possible only to wait for the storm to stop. All the time, while their ground wheat, twisted hay kept the fire burning in the stove, and huddled over it to thaw their chapped, numb hands and their itching, burning, chill-blade feet, and while they chewed and swallowed the coarse bread, they were all waiting until the storm stopped. It did not. It did not stop during the third day, nor the third night. In the fourth morning, it was still blowing fiercely. No sign of a let-up, Ma said when he came in from the stable. This is worse yet. After a while, when they were all eating their morning bread, Ma roused herself and answered, I hope everyone is all right in town. There was no way to find out. Laura thought of the other houses only across the street that they could not even see. For some reason, she remembered Mrs. Bose. They had not seen her since last summer, nor Mrs. Herbos since the long time. A long ago time, when he brought the last butter. But we might as well be out on a claim too," she said. Ma looked at her, wondering what she meant, but he, but did not ask. All of them were only waiting for the blizzard noises to stop. That morning, Ma carefully poured the last kernels of wheat into the coffee meal. There was not, there was enough to make the last, to make one last small loaf of bread. Ma scraped the bowl with a spoon and with a finger to get ready, to get every bit of dough into the baking pan. This is the last, trial, she said I can get more. pots from a month of while I was saving some seed wheat, I can, I can get it through the blizzard if I have to. Late that day, when the bread was on the table, the walls stopped shaking, the howling still the howling shrillness went away, and only a rushing sound whistled under the eaves. Pa got up quickly, saying, "I can't believe it's stopping." He put on his coat and cap and muffler and told Maud that he was going across to the fullest store. Looking through the people's they that they scratched in the frost, Laura and Carrie saw snow blowing by on uh, the straight With Marvel in his chair, inside, what a merciful quiet! The snow was settling. After a while, Carrie saw the sky and looked, and Laura, and called Laura to see it. They looked at the cold, thin blue overhead, at, and at the warm light of the sunset on the low, blowing snow. The blizzard really was ended. And this Northwest sky was empty. I hope Garland and younger Mr. Wilder and young Mr. Wilder was summer said curious said. So did Laura, but she knew that saying so would not make any difference. Thank you for this, listening to this chapter. Have a good week and stay safe.